0: This is the Eat.News podcast, powered by Back of House, where we cover the biggest restaurant and food service industry headlines. This week, we're talking about customers telling vaccine lies, Starbucks and Amazon teaming up, and big chicken news from overseas. It's Thursday, December 2nd. I'm Claudia Sarek. In today's top story, we discuss a recent survey that revealed a large number of unvaccinated individuals would lie about their status in order to dine in at a restaurant. For more details, we go to Back of House editor Matt Lynch. Hi, Matt. Welcome back.
1: Thanks, Claudia. Glad to be back. And yeah, as you were saying, there was a recent survey conducted by Qualtrics that found 28% of respondents would lie about their vaccination status if necessary to dine in a restaurant. And furthermore, 25% either knew someone who had done that already or knew someone who they believe would be likely to do that. And since this data is coming, as we're seeing a surge in cases across parts of the U.S., coupled with the anxiety about the looming Omicron variant, it bears watching as both restaurant operators and states and cities weigh the pros and cons of vaccine requirements for indoor dining.
0: Yeah. Wow, 28% would yeah. lie about their vaccination status. That's worrisome.
1: It, it, it's it's a little, little bit troubling, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. So I guess knowing that information now, what do you think an operator should do next? It's
1: a good question, Claudia. I mean, if, if your restaurant's already in a position to be checking vaccination status, and that could be due to local law, your own company policy, or maybe a special event, It's worth bearing in mind that you're likely to encounter people trying to circumvent the rules. So it's advisable to have your staff prepped and trained to handle such situations. And then there's a, you know, we've seen individuals go so far as to print up fake vaccine cards. We've seen an example of that in, you know, sports and elsewhere. Mm -hmm. And I I realize that probably isn't practical to have your restaurant staff spending its time trying to sniff out a counterfeit vaccine card while you're trying to, you know, run service. One helpful tool worth mentioning. uh, New York restaurants lean on heavily is the Excelsior Pass. Uh I know uh, our colleague Zach Mack, who hosts our companion podcast, So You Want a Restaurant, has sung its praises before. Yeah, It's basically a smartphone-based vaccine ID that really takes the guesswork out of things for operators. If these vaccine requirements continue, we might see more technology like that spread uh, just to give restaurant operators a better tool to verify vaccines.
0: Yeah. So do you think we're likely going to see additional vaccine mandates now for dining in, given this information?
1: Yeah, that's difficult to say. Uh, right now, a handful of cities have enacted them in some form. New York, San Francisco, Seattle, L.A., and most recently, Denver just announced one. Mm-hmm. And as I mentioned, there is a recent surge, a new fairly unknown variant to consider. And of course, that's before we even discuss all the various pending litigation around vaccine mandates in the courts. So kind of seemingly with everything in this pandemic, the future is hard to predict. Mm -hmm. So I would just say restaurant operators who do find themselves in a position to be checking vaccine status for whatever reason, file this information away, have a plan in place uh, with your staff for how to address such instances and uh, go from there.
0: Yeah, makes sense. Thank you, Matt.
1: Thanks a lot, Claudia.
0: Speaking of the fight over vaccine mandates, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis officially signed a law banning businesses in the state from enforcing vaccine mandates unless they meet certain exemptions. The law is designed to counter the federal vaccine requirements OSHA rolled out earlier this month, which are supposed to go into effect on January 4th. We expect to see continued legal maneuvering among states looking to oppose the federal vaccine mandate. It's hard to keep track of DoorDash lawsuits these days, but after three long years, one of them is finally settled. The delivery app giant and the San Francisco Office of Labor Standard Enforcement have reached a fair compromise regarding unfair treatment and hoarding wages from its couriers, for which DoorDash will pay a $5.3 million fine. That's OLSE's largest settlement in its 25 years. Minus $187,000 in OLSE legal fees, the rest will go into the pockets of 4,500 affected couriers, an average of about $1,100 per worker. At the end of November, Uber will put EatPass in park to make way for the new Uber One, a subscription bundle for rides and grocery and food delivery. Members will shell out $9.99 monthly or $99.99 annually for unlimited access and some perks, which include 5% off discounts for eligible rides and deliveries, an unlimited $0 delivery fee on $15-plus food orders and $30-plus grocery orders, and priority access to all exclusive promotions and invite-only experiences. In even more third-party delivery news, Grubhub is making it easier for restaurant operators to manage menus using their point-of-sale systems by partnering with Deliverect, an online ordering platform that works with more than 12,000 restaurants in 30 markets. The platform specializes in integrating third-party delivery apps directly with POS systems in order to simplify the orders and menus from their own system. As companies continue to experiment with cashierless checkout technology, Starbucks and Amazon announced a partnership in which they will open a fully cashierless location called Starbucks Pickup in New York City, with more locations on the way. The locations will offer the full Starbucks menu along with a series of grab-and-go items like salads and baked goods. A recent study from the Financial Times revealed a slowing down of the formerly white-hot plant-based meat market, with overall sales dropping 1.8 percent last month versus 2021. Possible causes range from supply chain problems to increased cost to consumer gravitation towards less healthy items during the pandemic. Time will only tell if consumers are truly losing interest in these meat alternatives or if it's just a momentary blip. With the holidays in full swing, a new Blackhawk Network study shows that 62% of consumers are hoping to get a restaurant gift card for the holidays. Most of those prefer a card from their favorite spot, a few would like a gift card to a place they've never tried before, and 25% of them plan to use their card right away. Consider this a reminder to any restaurant not yet offering gift cards to change that quickly before the holidays are over. Finally, in news from across the pond, Popeyes made its much-anticipated debut in the U.K. this week, drawing crowds of people surely eager to try the same chicken sandwich that was also an object of American obsession when it debuted in 2019. Eat.News could not confirm whether or not the U.K. locations would be stocking malt vinegar to put on the Cajun fries. That's all for this week, folks. Bye-bye.